Welcome to another powerful word from Pastor Ron Hammonds, Senior Pastor of Golden Triangle Church on the Rock in Southeast Texas. We're so glad you're joining us. For more information about Golden Triangle Church on the Rock Ministries, visit our website, cotr.com. Enjoy the word. Well, the word today, we're going to remember today that it's Memorial Day, and Memorial Day is a day of remembrance. Most of you know about that, but in the first service, I heard Pastor Marcus Dunham, as he was sharing in the first service, I heard him articulate a reality that there is a difference between hearing people talk and being taught. There is a difference, he said. He realized that perhaps his children, he realized this week, maybe his children did not know some things that they needed to be taught instead of just being told. That they needed to, they needed to make sure that he paid some attention. Because as a young man, he said that he had heard about Memorial Day, but he never understood what it was really about. You know, maybe it's that he was not listening, or maybe that he was not learning, or maybe that others were just telling about it and not teaching about it. So he found it necessary in his life once he understood what Memorial Day was and how much he appreciated it and what an honor it was to be standing upon the shoulders of such great men and women and upon their sacrifice, he decided that he also needed to teach his children. And so he and Melinda sat down this week and talked their children uh, some different things one of the things they sat down and and made sure their children understood made sure the children understood that they are born again that they understood what being born again is that they sat down and talked to their children and gave their testimonies about how I got born again when I got born again and they said that the children were so excited and clapped and then turned and mommy you tell us when you got saved how did it happen these stories that we take for granted stories about America and, and how God birthed us and how God preserved us and how our forefathers uh, had, had, had a heart after God and how our constitution is modeled after the Bible and shares the Judeo-Christian principles of the Word of God. These things need to be taught. We cannot assume that others have heard, that others have, have understood, that others have embraced the truths that are so dear to us if we do not take time to sit down and tell them. And so let me encourage you, as Pastor Marcus encouraged those in our first service, take some time to sit down, not just with your children, but definitely with your children, but also with others, and share what God has done in your life, what God has done in our, nation, in our nation's life, what God has done in this generation to preserve His will so that we can continue to see not only um, America grow strong, but we can continue to see God's will be done throughout the earth. You know, it's important that we realize that the church of the living God is stronger today than it ever has been. It's bigger, it's better, it's going farther, it's growing faster. Don't be in despair. Don't be worried. God has this. Last week we had a next generation service and we heard testimony after testimony after testimony of what God is doing in young people's lives today. The young people and the young ministers of today, they know more than any generation has ever known in the history of the world. They know more, not only more about technology and not only more about communication, but they know more about the Bible 
Bible than any generation has ever known, including the generation that walked with Jesus, including the generation that walked with Abraham, including the generation that walked with David and Moses. The generation today knows more about the Word of God, more about the Spirit of God, more about the work of God, and is doing more, going farther, growing faster than any other generation. The church of the living God is alive and well, and God has a plan for it to get stronger and bigger and better. And it's going to go through our testimony and through the work that we do around the world in His name. We are fortunate not only to have this word, which... You know, the first generation apostles did not. Peter did not have a New Testament. You know, uh, John did not have a New Testament. The Apostle Paul did not have what we have access to today. Any one of you can pick up your phone and you can find out what any word in the Bible meant originally, where it happened, why it happened, who said it, what it was originally. You can know more in an instant about the Word of God and you have access to common that were written from the 1500s and the 1800s and all the way back to the first century those who were who were sh- I mean we have access to more of the word of God to more of the truth of God to more testimonies in fact today right now you could turn your phone on and give your testimony to the whole world the whole world could hear the gospel of Jesus Christ from your lips every day every hour of of every day that is what God has done so that he might reach a world that is in such need of him don't despair when things get bad in this world God gets better God gets bigger he gets stronger so when things look like they're not going well the Bible says you know lift up your head look up lift up your head listen all it signals is our redemption is drawing near And let's be those who share the Word of God, who are a part of the church growing stronger, a part of of, of our community being more committed to Christ. Stand up. Speak up. Let others know where you stand. You might be the tipping point for them. You might cause them uh, to actually say yes to Jesus. You never know how close someone is, especially your enemies. Pray for your enemies. You never know how close your enemies are to saying yes to Jesus and changing their whole life. You know, at one time I lived a life that I was not pleasing to God, but you never know how close someone is to Jesus, how close someone is to Him being real to them. You never know. You never know at all. Uh, I was standing on the back row of a Baptist church. There's no way anyone could ever have known how close I was. Only God knew how close I was. I didn't even know how close I was until the Spirit of God touched my heart and He became real to me and I said yes to Him. That's the way the Apostle Paul was. The Apostle Paul did not even know how close he was to being saved until the light shined on him. He was the greatest enemy of the church in his day. He was against everything that laid on he was for change happens in the lives of men and women boys and girls when God touches them when the light shines on them and they don't even know how close they are they don't know how God has set them up you don't know how God has set them up but pray for your enemies pray for those who persecute you who despitefully use you and who curse you why because they are closer to being saved than you could ever imagine closer than they could imagine just be the one whose prayer 
tips them over, whose witness just tips them over, whose, whose love shows them the heart of Christ and they cannot deny it and they give their life to Him. Be that person. Don't be the person on the other side that's pushing them farther away because of your witness or lack thereof. Well, that's for free. I didn't intend on saying all that. Open your Bibles to Luke chapter 17. Let's get to the Word because I've got to do something. The children are in Scootabill and I can't let you go right now. Okay, They've got another few minutes before they get finished. Today we're going to be talking about thankful and thoughtful. Uh, and, uh, uh, you know, we take pictures so that we can remember things. You know, that's interesting, isn't it? We make memories and we write notes so we can remember things. And we remember things because either we don't want to repeat them or else we want to look back on them and say, wish I could do that again. We remember both categories of things. We try to remember things we don't want to do. How many of you have a list of things you don't want to do again? Yeah, me. I got, I got, I got a whole list of things. I remember. I remember how that felt. I don't want to hit my finger with a hammer again. Why? Because I remember. I remember. I remember what it's like running my finger through a, through, a, through a table saw. I remember. I don't want to do that again. Yeah. You know, we remember things we don't want to do again. And we remember things that we wish we could do again. Oh, there are some things. Oh, you know, I wish I could go back and do some things. You know, oh, just uh, oh, do them again. I'd do them much better. But if they were just the same, I sure would enjoy them. You know, I'd love to go back and sit down and talk to my dad a little more. You know, and I remember what it was like whenever the Lord pressed on my heart to go to his house and spend a week with him. He was 58 years old. Didn't expect him to die, uh, you know, when I left. And I spent a whole week sitting on the front porch talking to him. And then when I left boom he died wow didn't didn't expect that you know God knew about it I wish I could go back but I sure am glad I have that memory of sitting there on the porch and talking to him all week every night for a week wow I remember flying my airplane I, I, I said I told Brenda that morning I was living in Louisiana I said hey I'm going to see my dad you know she said everything okay I said yeah went out and got in my plane took off and and my dad was mowing the yard, and I flew right down over him. Whoa! You know, you know, probably scared him. You know, I did. I, I think I did blow his hat off. Pulled up, came back, went over him again, and uh, he he knew to go out. You know, out to New Boston. There, I landed in the, in 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 a, in a field out there. He knew to follow me out there, and I, I I flew out there about six or seven miles and circled around until I saw my dad's truck coming because I wasn't sure if I might have to do it again. He might not have got the signal, you know, but but he did, and there is his pickup, old pickup started pulling down that road, and so I just landed and got out, and he said, what you doing? I said, I just came to see you. Just came, just, just wanted to see you. You know how good God is. Memories. You know, we remember things that we don't want to do again, and we remember things we wish we could do again. Uh, we take pictures. We write notes, you know. Uh, it has been said that those who fail to remember the past are condemned to repeat it. You know, you should make sure you keep that list of things you don't want to do real close. And, uh, and, and encourage your children not to do some of the things that you, you, know, you don't want to do again. Uh, Remembering those who succeeded and those who failed are both necessary adventures. You know, hopefully we can learn from some other people from time to time. Jesus encouraged us to remember the way he gave his life for us. You know, that's what he said. Remember, 
Do this in remembrance. Remember how I gave my life for you. He wants us to remember that. But you know, there's also something else. Uh, 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 Jesus asked us to remember someone else as well. I think that's interesting. Jesus asked us to remember him. He also asked us to remember somebody else. Uh, if you will turn to Luke, the 17th chapter in your Bible, allow me to set the stage for you. When we get to Luke, the 17th chapter, Jesus is already in Jerusalem. It's just the last few days of his life. And in and, and, and the last two or three days, one of those days, uh, you know, he was in the Jerusalem, in the city, and, and the Pharisees were trying to trick Jesus. They were always trying to trick him. They were always asking him questions, hoping that they could get him to say something that they could misinterpret, misquote, misuse, and get him arrested, and get him either, you know, uh, put away or else executed. That was their hope. We need this guy off the scene. And, and, uh, and so, uh, you know, uh, the Pharisees ended up, you know, in those last few days asking him a lot of questions. Well, one of the questions they asked him is, when will the kingdom come? Now, uh, Jesus knew they were trying to set him up. Because if he was going to say, you know, it, it, you know here it is, you know, then they could claim that he said he was the Messiah. They're, you know, they're all, they, you know, a lot of people are looking around doing their best to get you to say something that they can misunderstand or misquote or misuse, okay, and use against you. That's the way the Pharisees were. But Jesus was, was a little smarter than that. When will the kingdom come? And Jesus said, well, you know, rather than give you a specific time, let me just tell you, you need to be ready all the time, Okay. Because it's going to happen in a time that you don't think it's going to happen. It's not going to come with visible observation. The kingdom of God is actually within you, he will say in the 17th chapter. And, and, uh, and, and then he continued uh, in Luke 17, verse 28. I'll be reading from the New King James Version. In verse 28, uh, he begins, Likewise, as it was in the days of Lot. Now, there's a, there's a guy to draw out of a hat. Lot? Y'all remember Lot? Right? Lot was the guy that lived in Sodom, and, and when it rained, you know, hell and fire and brimstone and destroyed the city because the city was evil and wicked, and there was so much sexual sin in the city that when God sent angels down to the city, the men gathered together at night, young and old, the Bible says, from every quarter. You can read about it in Genesis 19. And they said, send those two men out to us so that we can know them. They wanted to have sex with them. Isn't that horrible? Lot was confused. The Bible says, you know, that, that Lot was a little confused. He said, no, I don't want to send those men out. Let me send my two virgin daughters out. Hello? Hello. Did anybody see a problem with that? I do. But Lot was in the middle of being a little confused there. Why? Because Lot, once having lived with Abraham, he was Abraham's nephew, and came to the promised land with Abraham, um, God finally blessed both of them so much that they had to split up because I think Lot just wasn't getting it. Lot chose the, the, the fertile plains of, 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 of the Jordan all the way down uh, to, to, to Sodom because in those days it was very, very fertile and very, very green and lush, and that's where he wanted to live. He chose the best for himself, and he went down there and ultimately moved into the city. And in the city, he was living in such chaos and such degenerate uh, um, um, appetites of society that, that Lot ended up uh, getting real confused. Now here Jesus chooses him. We know what's going to happen in Sodom and Gomorrah. I mean, it's going to be absolutely destroyed off the face of the earth. 
Lot is going to be saved out of it. If you've not read the story, you know, uh, the angels come down and they, they you know, uh, say, okay, Lot, you know, uh, get your family and get out of the city. But we, we find that it didn't go exactly uh, like Lot would have wished it went. Well, anyway, Jesus says, as it was in the days of Lot, they ate, they drank, they bought, they sold, they planted, they built. There was a lot of things going on. It sounds like regular life to me. But on the day that Lot went out of Sodom, it rained fire and brimstone from heaven and destroyed them all. Boy, that was quick. Yeah. Even so it will be in the day when the Son of Man is revealed. That's what Jesus is saying. Be ready all the time because you don't know what's happening. I mean, just think about Lot, you know. Uh, and, uh, they were buying and they were selling. They were eating. They were drinking. They were doing everything you normally do. But in one day it all changed. Boom. So really, instead of let me tell you when the kingdom is coming, let me tell you be ready. It is coming. And uh, even so will it be in in the day when the Son of Man is revealed. Verse 31, In that day he who is on the housetop and his goods are in the house, let him not come down to take them away. And likewise, the one who is in the field, let him not turn back. Interesting. Uh, uh, here's what he's saying. Uh, don't keep your eye too much on the world. Don't, don't, don't think about all the things that you would like to have. and all the. Listen, in that day, uh, you, you, you have to be careful because it'll look like normal life going along. But if you're in love with the world and the things of the world, you'll end up, if you're not watchful, lingering and lagging behind and looking back. And that's why Jesus' next words are, Remember Lot's wife. Wow. Remember me, he said. And the way I died for you, and there's another list. <laughs> there's a list of things you want to remember that are wonderful, and then there's a list of things you will remember that you don't want to do. Remember Lot's wife. Well, you know, I've, I've, I've given you the account here and how the citizens of Sodom and Gomorrah uh, were not serving the Lord, to say the least. They were wicked. They were evil. They were intimidating. You know, uh, they, they uh, were unlawfully serving their own desires. And, uh, uh, you know, and even the angels that, that, that went, you know, they saw what was going on, and they had bargained with Abraham. Abraham said, you know, if there's ten righteous people in the city, will you spare it? God said yes, but he couldn't even find ten righteous people in the city. And so they said, Lot, get your family and get out of the city. Well, Lot went over and, and, and told his sons-in-law, come on. You know, let's get out of his, his sons-in-law didn't want to hear that. As I said, you can read it in, in, in the 19th chapter of Genesis, this heart of it. His sons-in-law said, oh, you're crazy, you're silly. Look around. You know, I'm paraphrasing this. I'm, I'm, I'm ad-libbing. Look around. I mean, everything's going. They're buying. They're selling. Nothing's happening here. It's normal life. We see this all the time. We've gotten used to this. It's just a part of our society. You know, it's just the way things are. You know, don't worry. I'm, yes, yeah, you had a bad time. Yes, the, you know, some people came to your house. Oh, yeah, yeah, it was tough. Bless your heart. It, it, it'll get better. You'll get over it. Don't worry about it. And his sons-in-law thought he was a lunatic. They thought he was a fanatic. They thought he was some mixed-up person. And, and you know, and, and, um, you know uh, the men of the city 
also when Lot went out and tried to reason with him, you know, they thought Lot was judging them, and they didn't feel like he didn't had any right to. They, you know, they 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 basically, you know, don't judge me. Listen, don't judge me is is a mantra in every sinful society. Don't judge me is a mantra in every sinful society. Don't judge me. That's what they said. I mean, they said, who are you to come out here and judge us? Well, hold on a second. You're wanting to take these two men out of my house? Don't you think this is worth a little judgment? I think it is. I think it's worth a little resistance. I think it's worth a little saying no. I'm sorry, you've never heard no before. No. Don't judge me. The two angels rescued Lot from the mob, you know, uh, but Lot was still a little mixed up. The, the mob was real mixed up, but Lot was confused as well. Listen to what Peter said about uh, Lot in, in 2 Peter, the second chapter, verse 7 and 8. God delivered righteous Lot. He was righteous. Who was oppressed. He was oppressed. You can be righteous and still be oppressed. You can be oppressed by the filthy conduct of the wicked. You can be righteous and still oppressed by the filthy conduct of these wicked people. Verse 8, for that righteous man, Lot, dwelling among all that filthy wickedness, it tormented his righteous soul day to day by seeing and hearing their lawless deeds. Another translation says vexed. What does it mean? Lot was vexed. Lot was tormented. Lot was confused in his mind. His soul was in daily torment because of all of the wickedness and all of the sin and all of the stuff that was going on in his city. He was just, he was living in his city and all this junk going on. His soul was tormented day after day. He was a righteous man tormented and oppressed by all of the wickedness that was going on in the city. Wow. The angel said, get out of here. But you know, Genesis 19, verse 16 says, while he lingered. Now the angel said, get out of here. But he lingered. You know one of the problems with lingering? When you linger, everybody with you has to linger. Okay? When you're late, everybody in the car is late. That's the problem with lingering. When you're late, everybody on the boat's late. If the airplane has to wait for you, guess what? Everybody on the airplane is late. Don't live a life of lingering. Well, there's some good stuff. Put that on your list. We have a saying uh, 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 around our house, and uh, Raquel recently, she has learned this saying. Right, Raquel, if you're late, uh, if, if you're early, you're on time, you hear? If you're early, you're on time. If you're on time, you're late. If you're late, you're left. <laughs> Don't linger. While he lingered. Genesis 19, 16 says, And while he lingered, the men took hold of his hand, his wife's hand, and the hands of his two daughters. And the Lord, being merciful to him, uh, brought him out and set him outside the city. Isn't that great that the Lord was merciful to them and brought him outside the city? I don't mean to say so much about Lot because it's not Lot that he told us to remember. He told us to remember Lot's wife. Jesus said, remember Lot's wife. Okay? Now, um, it's not difficult to see that 
Jesus is using Sodom as an example of the world, okay? And its sinful effects on the souls of mankind. The world is Sodom, and there are sinful, I mean, we're being oppressed. Even righteous people are somewhat confused at times and frustrated and vexed and oppressed and tormented in our souls. That's the way it feels at times. You know, but, but then everybody else feels like everything's going around like normal. You know, everybody else can just imagine it's normal. It's just society. It's just the way things are. Jesus said, be ready all the time because you don't know. You know, Jesus uses Lot in, in, in this account uh, as a man who is saved from the judgment that's going to come upon all the world. Lot's going to be saved. Jesus shows the sons-in-law to represent those that you witness to that really don't care and really don't respond and really think you're crazy. Why should I change? Everything's going okay. Look around. That's how this, that, there, there's, you know, we need to overlay scripture. You know, we, we, we talk about overlaying uh, scripture with what's going on in our world and see who we are in the, in the story. Jesus intends the two daughters of Lot to be like those who believe what they are told and they're willing to follow the angels are just angels by the way probably the same angels that we're going to encounter in the world whenever they start gathering the righteous Uh, lastly Lot's wife the one Jesus told us to remember Jesus paints a picture of Lot's wife and it's very clear Uh, Lot's wife is in covenant with someone who is in covenant with God is that interesting? But listen to me now. Having a covenant with someone who has a covenant with God does not guarantee you have a covenant with God. Having a covenant with someone who has a covenant with God does not guarantee that you have a covenant with God. God has no grandchildren, only children. You need a personal covenant. You need a personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Not just mamas, not just grandmothers, not just going to church and your three best friends. You need a personal relationship, not just your husband, not just your wife, not just your son or daughter. You need a personal relationship with Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. You must be born again, Jesus said. Now, remember, Lot's wife was touched by the angel. She was touched by God. She was touched by God and she was helped by God. You can be touched by God and helped by God and still be lost as a goose. Hello? Yeah, you can have had an experience with God where God helped you one day, and look, God helped me, so I must be okay. No, listen, you need a personal covenant with the Lord Jesus Christ. You need to be born again. You can have an experience with God and feel the touch of His hand. There are three things that I found in Lot's wife that I want to remember because I don't want to repeat. These are three things on my list of things to remember because Jesus said, remember Lot's wife. Number one, she lingered in the world. You know, that's what Jesus was talking about. Don't go back into the house. Don't go back, you know, I mean, you got things in the house, listen. Don't, 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 don't linger. I am resolved no longer to linger. Charmed by the world's delight. Things that are higher and things that are nobler, these have allured my sight. I will hasten. Hasten to thee. Amen. I have resolved that I will not linger in the world. I'm not going to, to hang around sin and linger in the world. 
Number two, she lagged behind in her journey. How do we know? The Bible says she was behind Lot when she looked back. She, she lagged behind. I'm not going to lag behind. Dragging my feet. You know, you ever hear somebody say, hit the ball and drag somebody to first base? That, 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 that was a lot. They brought, the angels brought him outside the city, and then they started walking to the town where the angel told him to go, but she got farther and farther behind. Even after being touched by God, she missed her opportunity, and she forsook her destiny. She started dragging her feet, walking slowly. You know, don't walk slowly in the things of God. Don't walk slowly in the will of God. Run to God. Run to the things of God. You know, don't linger, don't lag. And guess what? You know, she looked back and was left in the desert. Just like the children of Israel. The whole story of the children of Israel in the wilderness is they were left in the, they died in the desert, were left in the desert because they kept looking back to Egypt, wishing they could go back to the world. I wish I could go back to do that. Don't, oh, it was so much easier. It was so much better. You know, we had so much to eat. Don't keep looking back to Sodom. Don't keep wishing that you had more of the world's offerings because that's what she did. And she was stuck in her old day. You know, I mean, my goodness, why not? Why not? Because everything was good there. They were buying and they were selling and they were doing good and everything. And she was walking out into a wilderness. Life was good there. I had a house, I had a, I had a car, I had, I had friends, I had family, and uh, you know, things look like they're going well. Don't linger, don't lag behind, and don't keep looking back. Okay? Those are the three things that I want to remember as I remember Lot's wife. I don't want to take my eye off the prize. I want to keep my eye on the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, remember Lot's wife. Thanks again for joining us for another exciting message from Pastor Ron Hammonds. Visit cotr.com and subscribe to all of our social media platforms to stay up to date. As well, receive more encouraging messages from our pastor and details of the work we're doing both in our community and communities like ours around the world. Today and every day, God bless.